This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 271, VR Living in the Material World. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about sci-fi, fantasy, and faith and spirituality. And how do they intermingle and intermix? Sometimes when they do and sometimes they don't. So, yeah. This could be one of those times. When it doesn't? Or when it does. Ooh. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. So we are going to be talking about VR. And there are two reasons to talk about VR right now. Virtual reality is what VR stands for. One reason is, Evan. Yes. Would you care to share your reason? Yes. The new Reboot Reboot came out. Yeah, and we were looking for a way to talk about Reboot. Because I want to talk about it. And by we, I mean Evan. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, he suggested one idea, but it's a topic we'd done uh, not terribly long ago. And and then I suggested, well, why don't we talk about VR? Yeah. And the reason I suggested that was because I have something I want to talk about that has to do with VR. Okay. Because I have I've had an epiphany. Oh, have oh. you? That has caused me to like something that I didn't like before. Is it Ready Player One? No. Oh. No. Uh, we've already gone over that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's going to be a is pretty it, big epiphany. No, no, no. The is book, it Power I, Rangers? No. No. The, the is it? Ready Player One book, still hate. Ready Player One movie, still like. Okay. So, I mean, that. no, no, it's something different. It's something different. And it's something that we'll get to it. All right. We'll get to we it. We'll get to it. But um, first, let's talk about what VR is in our real world right now. It is a real thing. Yes. Like, it is not science fiction anymore, really. Uh, there's yep. aspects of it that, you know, like the, the VR suit in Ready Player One that allows you to feel when someone punches you in the stomach. Right. Um, but we have the I treadmills I feel when someone now. punches me yep. in the stomach. What are you we, talking about? <laughs> when someone virtually. virtually digitally punches you in the stomach in a um video game in the fake world of of virtual reality uh but yeah like my 8 bit stomach or my 16 bit stomach yes <laughs> all of the oh, bits I get it now. steve all of about all okay. of the bits yeah. all the bits yeah. okay uh but yeah got it evan you said we have the Sorry treadmills to interrupt. now i'll let you guys talk <laughs> yeah we have the treadmills now the there's several different models, but and they're not you know mass produced, but they exist and and they can't be cheap. Well, the one I saw is six hundred bucks, which is not a bad price point for a huge giant thing you're going to put in your living room. Basically, a treadmill. Yeah, that's tied into a video game. Well, so the one I saw now, it's not a treadmill. It's a frictionless surface, and you wear special shoes on it, and so and it's like a concave thing you stand on. And when you run, you just it ends up putting you back in the same spot. Really interesting stuff. So it's real, ish. Yeah. I mean, and and the 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 way that it's working right now, really, the the, the uh, most common way is you're just it's a visor that you stick your phone in. Yeah, I have one, and um, I know that the, there's the Star Wars one that they have. Have you seen that? So that you put your phone on? Yeah. I've seen it. Star I, Wars? Is that still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure out how to get it to work on my phone. Well, I don't know anything about 
the game or anything like that. There's there's this unit though that you can buy with a lightsaber. Oh yes, I have heard about this. Yes, and you put your your phone in there and you're looking around your living room. So it's the what do they call that? The augmented reality. Yeah, augmented reality, mm-hmm. where you're looking around your living room and you see things based on where the, the there's a, a sensor and then you're um, it's projecting things into your room. Yeah. So you can you have a, a holographic Darth Vader standing in front of you that you can lightsaber fight with. Yeah. And then the coolest thing to me about it is that they have the hollow chess board <laughs> that sits in front of you. Cool. And it actually, you move the pieces around and it looks just like... It's on your table. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, no, no. The The table itself is also kind of holographic. Oh, looking, neat. But it, it looks just like the holographic chess, a little more blue than the holographic chess from the first Star Wars movie. But Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So we we are moving into a place where this is less and less science fiction and more and more just casual reality. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so that's that's that. Now, that makes me also think of some of the things that you know that were supposed to be just enormous technological pop cultural breakthroughs. Did you ever get to play the Virtual Boy from Nintendo? I did not. <laughs> No, <laughs> I played tennis on it in the store and it's dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb and it did not take off. And basically it had like a, like folding legs that remind me of like a, um, a, a lawn chair kind of thing, but not the lawn chair that, well, anyway, there's folding legs that it's like a tripod in front of you. And then you just rest your forehead on this visor and it's all these kind of line drawings, and it's all red lines. Huh. And it looked so bad. When I played it in the – it was in Toys R Us, I think. And wah, wah, wah. it just – oh, yeah. <laughs> golly. There's another thing. <laughs> Toys R Us. It's so sad. Rest in peace. Oh, well, wow. it's not dead yet, but yeah, it's dying. Ours is staying open till June. <laughs> Toys are no longer us. Yeah, because they're liquidating stuff there. So yeah. they say check back frequently because yep. new stuff is always coming. Mm. Um, yeah, I went to Toys R Us last week and I walked out and texted my wife and said, I was just at Toys R Us. You'll be proud of me. I didn't buy a thing. Mm. <laughs> there was a bunch of things I wanted to buy, but I didn't buy a thing. I've got my eye on that Buzz Lightyear ray gun because mm. it'd make a cool prop. <laughs> so anyway, playing the uh, Virtual Boy in the... In Toys R Us, and I couldn't figure it out. It looked stupid. It just, and it wasn't bad, bad. It just wasn't good because the graphics were maybe cutting edge because Mm. of the dimensionality to it. But they were, like I said, single color. It's it's red lines on a kind of reddish background. And well, did you ever play that virtual reality arcade game that they had where you you the visors hanging above you? And you kind of bring it down. It's like a tank game or a fighter jet no, game. A battle no. zone or something? I don't know. But it's the same sort of thing where you have this big, cool-looking visor thing on a crane. And you put it in front of your eyes and you can yeah. spin 360 and shoot stuff. The closest thing I came to that was some of those games where it's like you're in a cockpit. And, oh, yeah. Um, and so there's there's the arcade versions. But then there was one that I did that was Battletech. And it was just this – you walk into this room and there's six doors, one door for each player. And you go in and you're sitting in the cockpit and you're looking around. Battletech is basically you're just running around in giant mechs hmm. shooting at each other on – you know in a field or something like that. And we used to – the friends that I went with, we used to play the uh, the battle strategy game. And so this was like, oh, we get to play for real. <laughs> and, and it was cool. I – Got trounced mm. soundly, but it was still cool. Probably the coolest one I've ever played was at Dave and Buster's in Hawaii, and they had a Star Wars pod that you could get into, and it's a sphere, and in front of you is projected in all of your peripheral vision. It's like the half of a sphere sitting in front of you, and they're projecting the screen, and so and you get to fly an X-wing. Okay, you know, and so it was. I mean. If the only thing that would have been cooler is if it had the you know the seat moved and stuff, but it was it was really awesome. Felt like you were right there. Yeah. So that's virtual reality in our reality. Let's talk about virtual reality on the screen, mm. not 
in our visor, but on the screen as we're watching people use visors and stuff to go into re- virtual reality. Reboot. Tell us about Reboot. Evan, oh, what do you like about Reboot? Almost everything, Ben. It is <laughs> a groundbreaking uh, first-of-its-kind television show, the very first television show to be completely animated with CGI. It even came out before Toy Story. And, uh, and looks That'd like it. would be funny if they rebooted yeah. it. Well, they did. They did, Steve. And <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, did. that's what we're talking about. And that's I'm, why we're talking about this stuff. I'm very sad, but we'll get to it. So reboot the original show, which I highly, I cannot highly recommend it enough. Go watch it right now. So um, did they reboot the original show? Was the original a reboot? I'm building dramatic tension, Steve. I'm sorry. Let him tell I'm his story. Sorry. Let him <laughs> talk about sorry. his thing that he really likes. Go ahead. Come on, we got to humor him. So, and it's about what happens inside your computer. Now, this came out in like 95. So, it's what happens inside your Windows 95. And uh, just the concepts, you know, there's viruses and there's a, the main character is a guardian, which is, I guess, kind of like an antivirus software guy. And he goes out and is putting, you know, trying to mm-hmm. stop the viruses from taking over. And it's kind of like uh, the, the same concepts from Tron where it's like, we don't necessarily believe in the user, but they say he's out there somewhere. What's really interesting is the user in this uh, of this computer is a gamer. And so when he puts in games, it's threatening the city of mainframe because this giant energy cube that represents the game will come down on a section of the city and the guardian has to get in there as it drops because he's got to beat the user because if he doesn't beat the user in the game the that whole section where the game drop is nullified and everything in it is destroyed so it's some really interesting concepts they okay but is it virtual reality stuff going on no oh okay not until the i I, I like i like the i I, I like the original uh which was called i think tron um, yeah, back it, in the- it has some, it has some elements of Tron, but it's v- it's way different. It's super super different. Um, uh-huh. Tron is much more serious, uh, and you know the whole visual aesthetic is entirely different, and the way the universe functions is different as well. But I I I highly recommend checking it out. The first season's a little cheesy, but you watch it, you get to know the characters. But then it gets just hardcore epic. So 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 good. Um, can't recommend it enough. And I wa- loved it as a kid when I was about nine years old. And then I watched it when I was 19. It held up. And now I'm almost 29. So I'm due to watch it again. I'll probably watch it every decade. Almost 29. Yep. What's that, 23? 24? I don't, I don't hmm? get it. What? <laughs> oh, and the main villain is super cool and iconic. And he's voiced by Tony J who is a great voice actor, late voice actor. He's passed away. Um, but anyway, okay, so let's talk about the reboot reboot. Well, but first, you've tried to sell me on this. Yes. Many, many times. Watch it, Ben. Because, and the way he sells it to me is, yeah, you got to get through the first two seasons, and then it gets really good. I was mistaken. <laughs> I, I, I went back and I looked at the episodes. Okay, got to get through the first season. And the first season is enjoyable. If you just accept it for what it is, it's enjoyable. But the second and third season, it's enjoyable on any level. doesn't matter who you are, what you are. And then it's the fourth season. The fourth season is very good, but it ends on a cliffhanger, which See, they that, never resolve. And that doesn't sell me wow. on it. Well, like, at least that. You have, to, you have to plow through, get through that first season so you can get to stuff that you're really good. And then it's worth it. It's, a it's worth it for the experience. It's so good. Yeah. This is it reminds me though of the Babylon Five, like Babylon yeah. Five is an amazing show, but to really appreciate it, you do have to watch season one. Yep, same thing with reboot, and it's not good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not bad, bad. It's just not good. A lot did of the pilot. Oh yeah, uh, the proof of concept thing that they did. It was just like, huh. <laughs> the problem with season one of reboot is not that it's bad necessarily it's that a lot of it is just silly but then they like come season three no more silly all just dark gritty awesome stuff um anyway the reboot of reboot so reboot has a cult following 
a strong cult following, and for good reason, as I've already said. But uh, people have been clamoring for a continuation or a revival of the series since it went off the air, I think in 2001 or two. And uh, a couple of things have been in the works, then not in the works, and (laughs) news has been fluctuating. uh, And then all of a sudden, here comes Reboot the Guardian Code, which just dropped last week. And on Netflix, so uh, full season, right? Yeah, well, no. Well, I guess it's a full season. They've they're eight, ten episodes. Ten episodes. Okay. They've ordered twenty, so hopefully season two will be better. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the other thing. <laughs> it's wow! Not, I'm wow. getting messages from Evan as he's watching it. It's like this is amazing. I can't believe they're doing this. And then it's oh man, <laughs> and then it's episode ten is great because it's like a love letter to the people who like the original show, but it's not great. <laughs> okay, all right. So like you're. I'm just enjoying it because I'm not sold. Yeah. Clearly not sold. Yeah. But you should wow. be. But, okay. So here's the thing. Here's what happened. All right. So the first, first show, like I said, I've already, I've already touted it. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's and uh, it's great. A verb and a noun. All takes place with inside the computer, all with virtual people who are inside the computer. This new reboot season, live action, teenagers, they are assembled in a secret place and then given special powers and abilities and sent off to do battle with evil. Does it sound familiar to it you? sounds dreadful. Oh, oh, oh. and they each does, have does their own like color. Someone's cousin. They each or have does, their like, own the, color. Do they have a baby that ages like five years over the course of like the one season or something? No, but dude, for pet that have they you, had in there for like, dramatic... have you watched season two of series of unfortunate events? Yet? Yes, I have. I've only Great watched the stuff. first episode, but they're like, well, we've been waiting here. It feels like months. Yes. So much so that she looks like she's a, she's <laughs> a, a toddler. toddler now. Oh man. Yeah. So good. Well done. Um, okay. So yeah, it's, it's live action. The acting is poor. Um, the CGI is not that much better than the last season of reboot. And by then it was pretty good. Um, for the time. Cause it was like 2002 or something. Um, but yeah, and now they're going inside the computer from the real world, which is, it's kind of a neat concept because like if they get cut in the computer world, they're cut in the real world. Like, so it's... So wait, so they're going into the computer? Yes, they're going into so cyberspace. Like, like Tron? Yes, okay. but Power Rangers. Well, I thought it was virtual reality. No, no, it's real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of ruins the whole... Well... <laughs> You get to talk about it's it, though. Still, yeah, <laughs> I did get to talk about it, and so I have a love, I have a love hate relationship with this new season because one, like when I first heard it was coming out, I'm like, yes, because we've been waiting for so long. Watch the first episode, dumbest thing ever. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Episode two comes though, and then they bring back the original villain from the original show. I was like, okay, all right, I'm liking this, and the voice actor they got to replace Tony J, he's doing a good job. And it's okay. So I'm, I'm and Shantae's into it because she watched the show when she when she was little, and so she's watching it all with me. And so I'm watching it with her because that's why we're continuing. But then we get to the last episode, and they bring back all my old characters, and in the old setting and everything, and it's really cool. So we'll see if they continue we will with this. See. <laughs> the we'll see if they the, the more retro they bring back, the more I'm on board. Um, but man, this the new stuff with the kids and stuff. Um, it's it's Power Rangers. It is Power Rangers. But you like but Power Rangers. You like reboot. You like Power Rangers. But reboot is not Power Rangers until now. Now it is. So speaking of Power Rangers, does mm. that mean good or bad to you? It means bad because reboot okay. is awesome, and Power okay. Rangers was awesome when I was a kid, but does not necessarily hold up as an adult. Reboot does All hold right. up. I will say this: Power Rangers. Does not hold up to a, this forty-two-year-old man. <laughs> and I've watched so much Power Rangers in the last few weeks because it's my new, wow. my my son's new obsession. Oh no! My seven-year-old son's not my sixteen-year-old. I let him. <laughs> ben, we just need something to watch, and you know, it's not bad. Bad. It's just not great. It's not bad, bad. It's just like regular bad. <laughs> and and he, he bounces. I don't know if we've talked about it on Strangers and Aliens at all, but he bounces between series. 
Yeah. And so, <laughs> told me that. so we, we've watched a handful of episodes from the original series, a handful of episodes of uh, Power Rangers Samurai, which is his current favorite. Mm. Like, that's the one he always asks for. Then there's Ninja Steel and Dino Charge. Mm. And we're almost done with Dino Charge. But, oh, man. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah. So, anyway, speaking of Power Rangers, yeah, then there, there was VR Troopers. Yeah, you ever watch that? I did. I watched an episode or two. I was like, this is cool. Like something about the word VR. I always loved that as a yeah. kid. I love, I, and I still love it. I love computer and, and like AI stuff. Is like, that's my favorite type of bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like it. Well, what was your, what was your guys first, like first time you experienced something that was, you know, in, in, a, in a story or in a movie or whatever? What was the first time you experienced something that was VR? What what's like set the base for you? Well, <laughs> the first I can really think of for me is is Next Generation Holodeck. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, but I didn't watch the animated series when I was getting into Star Trek originally. But I right. read the Star Trek logbooks, which were uh, short adaptations. I think they did five or six or seven or eight books that had a handful of animated episodes made into short stories or novellas. Mm-hmm. And there was an episode of the animated series that had a holodeck in it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure I yep. read that story, but I just don't remember it. Um, right. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else though in my, you know, junior high, senior high reading uh, other than, I mean, Tron obviously was a thing, but that wasn't virtual reality. That was dude gets plunked out of the real world and zapped into a computer like so he's actually in the computer yeah it's a different it was a different reality yeah. that he was in it wasn't virtually it wasn't, our reality but it wasn't he's in our reality and he's experienced stuff that's in this virtual world right. and the holodeck is kind of more like that but it's it actually creates the entire environment and so you yeah. you, you and your body are in this place hmm. um so that probably my first kind of exposure yeah, that's going to either be my first one or I'm thinking um, I, it may have been uh, a story in uh, Ray Bradbury's uh, Illustrated Man, The Velt, if anyone has yeah, ever yeah. read that. That would, predate, um, that would predate Next Generation for me. Yeah, because it was written, I believe, in the 50s or probably in the 40s and published in the 50s or something. Um, and it's it's very much a holodeck in, a, in someone's house. And they go in there and things happen as if they were real world and it's, it's the African veld. So it's a, it's a virtual world, you know, very similar to the holodeck. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, it would be either of those two things. Mine is the new adventures of Johnny quest. Do you guys ever see that one? I saw it. I was aware of it, but I didn't really watch it. Johnny quest fan. I, you know, I never watched the originals, but that was on when I was a kid and we liked that show a lot. And they, they did this thing. They, they had a, a plot device called Quest World, I think it was called. And <laughs> they get plugged into Quest World and it's virtual reality. And then the animation goes from the 2D traditional hand-drawn in, into very crude CGI. <laughs> but at the time when you saw it, you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. <laughs> and so they, they went in there a couple of times and that was my first exposure. Was that your first exposure or was – the uh, Adventures in Odyssey. Ah, uh, the Imagination Station. <laughs> the Imagination Station. Yes, I think could qualify as virtual reality. It's computer generated. Absolutely, absolutely. World, dude. They went to some dark places with that thing. They and, did in some very good and interesting places with that thing. You guys have ever? If you guys have never checked out Adventures in Odyssey as adults. You should check it out because there's some episodes there that are just really good. Lots of fun. One is the, what's the one I'm thinking of? The, the Mortal Coil, where Mr. Whitaker is trying to simulate life after death or something with the Imagination Station, and it bring, <laughs> brings him too close to the real thing. Uh, and it's very interesting. And then there was one where uh, the villain, Regis Blaggard, puts a virus into the Imagination Station, which locks somebody in it so that he can rewrite their brain with his personality and come back from the dead and like cheat death. 
really interesting stuff. Um, what was I talking about before Odyssey? Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if you you might be right. Avengers and Odyssey might predate Johnny Quest, but I was watching that when I was a, a little kid. Johnny Quest. Okay. So I don't know which came first. All right. Um. Yeah. I, I, so the the big giant one, and this is the what I wanted to talk about. Um. I have a new kind of this might be headcanon or uh, a new um, interpretation of the Matrix movies Ooh. that I've been thinking about that I think makes me like the last two Matrix movies more. Yes, Ben. I don't wow. like it, though. I don't know if you like it. OK, but um, and I'm I OK, guaranteed. I'm not the first person to think this. OK, guaranteed. <laughs> I like this is original but not you know like you've probably even heard this before but um you know the whole idea of the matrix was humanity the world has gone through the apocalypse Mm -hmm. and humanity are now being used as batteries by computers and the the robots have taken over the earth and the sun cannot shine through the clouds and so the robots need something other than solar energy mm-hmm. to power themselves. And humanity is what's powering the robots. Mm-hmm. And, and part of what the robots are using to keep humanity in check is they have created a virtual world that humanity lives in so that they are okay with it. Kept alive. <laughs> yep. So they, their, their minds yep. have something. Okay <laughs> their minds have something to engage them. And so their bodies stay alive. Mm-hmm. All right. Some of them get out and are in the real world, mm-hmm. except it's not the real world. It is a virtual world that they are in. That's my new take on it, is that they never actually escape. Never escape the Matrix. Never escape the Matrix. <laughs> the real world is actually something much cleaner and much nicer. And there may be robots doing it or maybe not. It may still be the same thing. But the bottom line is the second two movies just don't make sense to me unless you consider that they didn't actually escape all the stupid things that the robots did happened in a virtual world to placate the humans. No, I don't like your, I don't like your theory because it it explains, it explains why uh, Neo has powers in the real world. It explains why the, everyone's just happy at the end. You know, the computers are like, oh, you did it. And now we're going to be friends together. <laughs> and some people can be in the virtual world and some people can be in the real world. But it's OK. We're friends together now. And and the humans are like, yes, we're all friends together. And then whoever has created this virtual world is saying, oh, that was a close one. And everyone's happy now. We were able to rewrite the program. And all that mumbo jumbo that doesn't make any sense from the second movie and all the stuff that happens in the third movie that really, yeah, it all was just <laughs> the plan of a third party. Nope. Don't like it. Yeah. Because yeah. it all makes sense. And the third one's my favorite. It all does not make sense. <laughs> and I hate those two movies until now when I'm like, oh, this is a really dark place. And I don't think I've ever seen the third one. I think the second one put me off it so much that I was just like, nope. Yeah, the second one's the worst one. Didn't put me off enough, though. I, f- I figured this is just the middle chapter. And when we come back for the third chapter, they're going to wrap it up. And it's going to make sense. All the stuff from the ch- second part that just, what are they even saying? I don't think the scriptwriters knew what they were talking about. They were just like, <laughs> these words sound really good together. I don't know. It all makes sense to me. Uh, that's good. You must be smarter than I am. But yeah, good for you. I, I, it just, it, yeah. But if you consider that they never actually escaped, they never actually left. They are now just in a worse place because they're they're not looking for escape anymore. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's my my new. I guess I'd call it the is it head cannon fan theory whatever. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Surrogates? No. No. Have you so. seen it, Steve? Surrogate. I don't think so. Oh, I would recommend that one to watch. Well, what's, what's I don't, it from? 
Uh, it's a, a movie. It's oh, 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 with Bruce they, Willis. Yeah, yeah. Where the entire uh, humanity is using robots, but uh, they they're just plugged into a VR back at their houses, and the robots are the ones walking around living their lives. Um, and it's just a really interesting concept. Now I can't I can't remember about content or language or things like that, uh, but. The concept is really neat, and huh. I'm looking at this here though. It's it's only 90 minutes long. Yeah, like that that sounds like a clean, quick get in, get out, do the story, make it happen. Yeah, it's a really interesting concept, and in it's it's taking the concept of and rated PG-13. Taking the concept of Ready Ooh. Player One, uh, at least the virtual world part, mm-hmm. but you're it's the real world that you're living in. And not uh, the virtual one. Yeah, and Ready Player One obviously is a very virtual. I mean, that's yeah. the whole concept is everyone's just spending all their time in the virtual. It's World reality. of Warcraft, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just everyone spends all their time there, and literally walking down the street wearing these <laughs> visors. Now, in the movie, that was a plot hole. In the movie, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> How are you not running into walls? Okay, well, we don't want to spoil the movie. Buildings. We don't want to spoil the movie, but <laughs> there's things going on in the movie that the that this happens, and I don't want to give away what's happening when this is happening. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could have said that any better. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now there is a anime that I watched recently that was interesting and it was sword art online you ever heard of that Mm -hmm. i have i have not watched it i cannot recommend it sadly because it definitely takes that uh anime cliche and uses it with uh, over sexuality in some places and there's some nudity as well um but the concept is very interesting because they it's like uh set in a couple years in the future and there's vr community you know it's like the the online role-playing community that we have now. Um, but the obviously this experience is more immersive and I think a little more, more people do it. Um, but there are a bunch of people log in to do this brand new uh, MMORPG that like Steve Jobs has just put out and everybody gets in there. They're in the first day, you know, there's thousands and thousands of kids and adults and whoever's playing it. And then Steve Jobs shows up. And he's like, Hey, so, um, you guys are stuck in here. You can't log out. I've taken away the log out feature because the, like they're, they're, you know, they're immersed in there. And the only way to get unimmersed is to log out. And if someone tries to remove your headgear, um, it will microwave your brain. And so you're stuck in nice. here. And the first person to, uh, complete the game lets everybody out. Oh, and if you die in the game, your, your brain's microwaved also. <laughs> and so like obviously everybody's freaking and they, they treat like they, they treat it like it, I think what would happen in the real world if this actually happened and so it's very realistic in that way I think um, and so it's just very intriguing because the, the stakes are very real and uh, it's def- definitely for an adult audience this show and um, and like they go into the psychological ramifications, the physical ramifications on your body of having to be stuck inside this thing for years mm-hmm. until somebody can finally reach the end and beat the boss. You know? Wow. So, yeah. You, know, you say that, though, the whole being in VR for years and the whole Matrix idea, which the, the main plot hole in the Matrix idea is really this is the most um, this is the best way for them to get energy. Is from humans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, that's the that's the big gimme that you have to give yeah. the Matrix is. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. use waterfalls. No. I mean, <laughs> no. hydroelectric power. Well, you, you know, solar, geothermal. Yeah. Listen, you, you, you got to take the right advice here. I mean, you don't go chasing waterfalls. All right. You got to <laughs> stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're so used, to. used to. Okay. Yeah. Um, but once you get past that, then especially the first movie, because the first movie to me is one of the best sci-fi movies of all time. It's very good. It's it's just a really good movie. Um, when you get into the second, third, that's where arguments start. But um, the that whole idea of them wanting to keep the 
VR going to keep the people, give them something to live for, you know, because you have these bodies that are just being used as batteries and they're not being engaged. The mind is not being engaged. And uh, again, I don't understand why they have to give them a virtual reality. That's another gimme that they give. But the idea of long-term space travel, I I would love to see maybe a, a sci-fi, maybe this is something for us to write, but a sci-fi thing where as they're put into some sort of cryosleep, they aren't just putting being put to sleep. They're living lives. They're living lives. Mm-hmm. And and as they're as they're traveling from one place to the other, they're actually living a life that allows them to learn and to to develop skills and, and things that they're gonna need when they get to wherever that they're going. Like baby Christopher Reeve. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand how that worked. <laughs> uh, Why talk some plot holes? I guess he forgot all that. Yeah, seriously. Once, he, <laughs> he lands on Earth. He's just a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to go do it again in college. Yeah. He had to learn it all again the second time. Uh. <laughs> like, what happened to that knowledge? Did he get unlocked? Because they never talk about it again, too. Yeah. It's not like he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and his dad says, I taught you all this stuff. And now, <laughs> bing, it's back. Also, is he eating? <laughs> I don't know, but he's growing. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like that would have bad ramifications <laughs> on your development if you're stuck inside a confined space for three years without superpowers and just learning <laughs> college lectures. That's so... That's the plot hole right yeah. there. I mean, that, that movie, again. That's the plot hole. Wait a minute. Not Superman has the plot backwards. holes? Hey. Superman has plot holes? Here's, no. the, the, here's the problem. Is the movie sets it up in a way, the ending with the time travel stuff, it sets it up in a way that doesn't work. But he does it, and it works in the context of, the movie sets it up that he's actually spinning the earth backwards. And moving the earth back in time. In reality, just say he's going back in time. time. Yeah. He just goes back in time, gets back there, and he's able to do the things he's but instead it's it's the earth is moving backwards. And the whole earth is moving back in time to that point before before things happen. Here's another thing. He flies back in time to save Lois Lane, but he's undoing all the saving he just did. And now he's just skipping all that and just going straight to Lois Lane. Yeah, but... But is past him saving other people while he's going to visit Lois Lane? If you do it the clean way that we're talking about right now, where he just goes back in time and meddles with history, there's another Superman out there who's doing all that saving and then going back in time. time (laughs) But... And it's even worse in the... Wait! But if... (laughs) Okay. But if he's going back... If there's a second Superman, that second Superman, before he goes back in time, has to come and find dead Lois Lane. But dead Lois Lane is not dead anymore because new Superman has come and saved her. Yeah. <laughs> time travel's hard. <laughs> <laughs> not for Superman, obviously. I, have you seen the Richard, Richard Donner cut of Superman 2? No, I haven't. I have it, but I have never watched it. It's worth watching. Okay. It, it is. But the original plan was for him <laughs> to not do butt. this. Yeah. It was was that was not the way that the first movie was going to end. Oh, that was the way the second movie was going to end. Oh. And so he does it in the second movie in his Richard Donner cut. And they actually there's there, all I remember is there's a scene where Perry White is getting ready to brush his teeth and the toothpaste is going back into the soup <laughs> as, as Superman spinning around the earth. And I will just, have to watch that. You do need to watch it. it, it it's it's definitely worth watching. Mm. Uh, it is not a complete movie. It's not a finished movie. Okay. When you watch it that way, but I wish we could get a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, you're one of those people. I want to see it. <laughs> I do. You want a Zack Snyder cut of everything? I no, I, I don't. don't because I, <laughs> here's you want to know why I don't want that? Because you don't like Dark Side. No, I don't think it's gonna be good. I I just don't think it's gonna be good, and I don't think Dark Side is in. Anything that they actually did with Zack Snyder's material? Probably not. Because he was planning for it to be two movies. Yep. And there was just one. Darkseid would like show up at the end. He's been summoned. Yeah. Kind of thing. But but we're getting Fourth World. We are getting Fourth so there World. There is yes. a movie in development right now that is just going to be about Darkseid and his world. And the other guys. On the other well, world. but they're in his world. Yeah. You know, it's just... 
a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth about World the movie. Dark Side. Well, it's well, it's, it's about the new world. gods. It's, it's Kirby's. It's Kirby's new gods. Yeah. Okay. So Orion and High Father and Light Ray and. But that's going the to be the, the Dark Side introduction in the film universe. I don't even know if it's part of the same universe. So we're going to get that before the next Justice League. If there ever is, there may not be another Justice League. And Dark Side is. If they do another Justice League, who knows what it's going to be? Just make another Superman movie and give it to Brad Bird. Everything will be fine. There's a thousand people you could give it to and everything would be fine. <laughs> also true. Compared to what we got. Yeah. yeah. We could do it. I, I could make a better Justice League movie. Oh, with yeah. you on my laptop right now. Let's do it. Yep. Using my uh, bootleg Avengers toys. <laughs> Slippy cartoons. Did you, did you see the video that I did? With yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, check that out on our Facebook page. If you haven't seen Ben and his son unboxing the bootleg toys I brought back from Hawaii. Oh, man. Nice. They are joyous. <laughs> I don't know what else I'm going to use them for, but they have to be used for something. Mm. <laughs> Maybe the Justice League movie. But anyway, back to virtual reality. Yes. <laughs> so have you heard the theory uh, that is actually – and this is this is coming from a – definitely not from a Christian worldview. This is a theory that it is actually more likely that we are living in a virtual reality than real reality. And the reason for this is because there are so many universes, the possibility of virtual realities being created is so high <laughs> that it's actually statistically more likely that we are not in a real universe. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's completely ridiculous, but I love yeah. the idea. Like, it's just so ridiculous that when I heard it, it was on some podcast and they're talking about alternate universes and stuff like that. And then they they just bring this up and I'm just that's so dumb. Well, then but how amazing. <laughs> what, yeah, that'd be so interesting because you walk outside, you get hit by a car. And you die and you wake up and someone's taking a visor off of your head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's indicative of the the world grasping for any semblance of reality that doesn't have anything supernatural to do with it. Or if it does have anything supernatural, nothing to do with like God and Jesus supernatural. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's more like, I think it's more indicative of the the hope. For something more, mm-hmm. you know, and like what, what Evan just said, you get hit by a car. What's going to happen to you? Well, yeah. in our real world, we know what's going to happen to us. But this virtual, this idea that we're in a virtual reality. Now, and once you go down that rabbit hole, like there's lots of rabbit holes you're falling in. Yeah. You know, like, well, which one is the real world? The ma- the matrix, the layers of the matrix. Mm-hmm. I think the layers of the matrix came came to me because of Red Dwarf, which that's the whole they have a whole subplot and they fix plot holes galore by saying oh th- these things never actually happened because the whole time we were just in virtual reality <laughs> you know and uh and they they get out of virtual reality and find out that they've been in virtual reality and it's just there's and then they find out they've been in it again you <laughs> know and there's layers of virtual reality and it's just uh inception it is it yeah. is but the thing with red dwarf is they're able to do things that are ridiculous and goofy, but still play with the the sci-fi trope and and just take it to its ridiculous uh, punchline instead of taking it to, you know, an action movie climax. Mm. And I mean, I love that show so much. I, I all time top 10 sci-fi shows. OK. Wow. Yeah. No, I, 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 I have no problem putting it up there with that, with my top 10, because it tackles things like this but it does so with despicable goofy characters and it does so with you know leading you to a punchline where they wake up but did they really you know and (laughs) or they lead you to a punchline where um um one of the characters became his own father (laughs) and it's, it's in a weird way that's not as gross as it sounds but um yeah, there's just there's just cool stuff they do with that. So, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we are in a world that is, this is for me, like, as we're talking about this and I was trying to think of, is there a spiritual, um, thing to put on this? And, and I think the, the main thing is we live in a world that everyone looks at and knows is broken mm-hmm. and they just don't know why it's broken or how it's broken. And, yeah. and the virtual reality stories that get told are, are stories about, being stuck in a world that's broken and trying to get uh-huh. back to the real world. And so the matrix, however you read it, um, is about these people knowing that they're in a world that's broken, trying to get into the real world, even though the real world is so much worse yeah. than the virtual real world. And so you have the one character in the first movie, he, he realizes this. He's just, man, the real world sucks. I want to be in this world. <laughs> the matrix, yeah. I want to be here and I want to taste steak yeah. instead of paste, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and, but it's true. I mean, we live in a world that anyone looks at it and they know there's problems with this world. And if they're going to look at it and say that there's problems with this world, then there has to be something better. And there, there's at least something that's a measurement for me to say this world's not good, but I have this, the scale of good and bad. Well, and, and that's, that's ready player one. It's escape. We want to escape the yeah. real world. Yeah. That's the other, that's the other big better, thing, you know? Yeah. And I really like the matrix, uh, because of, you know, this guy, he, they're so convinced that they're in the real world, but something's nagging at him that something's not right. And it's, his eyes are being open to the reality. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just such a perfect picture of what it's like to come to know Jesus. Um, cause we all, I mean, some of us are raised in Christian homes, right? So we, we get our eyes open to different things at different times, but like people who just have never been in it when they, when they find Jesus or Jesus finds them, however you want to say it. Um, they're like, what, you know, this stuff is real, you know? See, and, and I've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure, but the matrix came out when I was basically steeped in youth group culture Mm. as a youth leader. And my, all my friends were youth leaders and the matrix became that go-to yeah like everyone was like it's like the matrix it's (laughs) it's like the matrix you know in the matrix when he's choosing the pills you know it's just uh, it's a really good analogy it is but my goodness it got used (laughs) so much so much yeah and i'm 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 positive i used it more than i needed to you know but (laughs) It was a it was a pop cultural touchstone, yeah, and it was a surprise hit. No it's a one, parable. Ex- no one expected it to be as big as it was, but it was as big as it was because it does actually reach out and touch these ideas that we're talking about. Of yeah, you know, there's a real world that you just aren't aware of, and there's a reality. World. Yeah. Well, it's like in uh, the Great Divorce. Yeah, where, totally. Where totally. it goes to heaven and everything's so much more real there. It's, yeah. it's way more solid than him. He can't even go in the water. It's like solid on, he's on yeah. top of it. And, uh, because he's, and the blades of grass won't bend under his feet. Yeah. So and they're razors. Yeah. I mean, you, you used to have these and you know, C.S. Lewis got the idea from a time travel story <laughs> where mm-hmm. they go back in time, but they can't affect anything in the world around them. Right. And so a rainstorm, we like being you know, just machine gun bullets. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so my first comic book time piece mm-hmm. was, playing on that so i'm reading about c.s lewis reading a science fiction story i'm like i like that idea i'm gonna take it and run with it and for me the idea was let's tell a story about how the past is immutable but the future is not (laughs) you know and so we are time travelers moving into the future and that's how we affect the world we can't go back in time and change it or is it ben are you watching agents of shield yeah. Are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which has a virtual world in it. There was a yes. whole yep. pod in season four yep. where they were in a virtual world and, and living a virtual life. And mentally lived out an entire lifetime. And then they wake up and find that that's not real. And now they've got two lifetimes in their heads mm-hmm. after they've woken up. And which is the real them now? Very interesting. Well, and that's, I'm surprised the way that they're still pulling on those threads yeah. here in, in, you know, Coming on the end of a fifth season. And now they're finally pulling on some threads from season one. <laughs> and they're oh, threads yeah. we've been talking about and waiting Crazy. for. <laughs> Crazy. But 
but yeah, that's where they're dealing with the consequences of the life lived in season four here in season five. And it's, it's interesting, but have you seen the Star Trek, uh, next generation story inner light? No, probably not. Steve, do you know that one? Probably. That's explained it. That could probably, that's the one where Picard learns how to play the flute because he, there's a probe that comes and it zaps Picard and he lives, he lives an entire life. Yeah. Uh, getting married, having children, this lives mm-hmm. a, an entire life, dies as an old man yeah. um, because the civilization was dying mm. and that something's going to happen to destroy the civilization. They just didn't want to be forgotten. And so they send this probe out. And so the main thing he gets out of it is he lived a life with a family, which is something he, one of his regrets as, as far as Picard goes. But then he also gets a flute and learns how to play this flute in the real world. Because he learned how to play it in, in the virtual world, in the life that he right. lived, and a life he lives in the course of I don't know how many hours it is, but mm. yeah. So it was a sad one. It was. It was a bittersweet one. Yeah, bittersweet. Because because of the good stuff that the life that he got to live, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's Star Trek at its best. That's one of the, yeah. the greatest. I'm I'm not saying anything new here. If you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah. All right. Well, Steve, are we missing anything? Anything you tons, wanted to? Yeah. Tons well, of tons. course. But Total Recall, Lawnmower Man. I mean, oh, you know, we could... Lawnmower Man. <laughs> I never you heard of just... that. Oh man, <laughs> Lawnmower Man is a Stephen King short story about a literal lawnmower man. He's a satyr, <laughs> and yes. he eats grass and. He comes to mow the lawn and he's eating the grass and he kills the person of the house, you know. Oh. Well, they made a movie out of it that is about um, a handicapped man who gets put into virtual reality and becomes an evil, uh, super powerful virtual reality thing. All right. And yeah, it's stupid. He says, <laughs> the universe is mine. I am God here. And it's like. And he is there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's a terrible, terrible movie. All it right. really is. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't. Is no, it Pierce Brosnan who's in that? I think Pierce so. Brosnan. I haven't seen it in such a long time. So, yeah. good luck with that. Yeah, and it's just it's ridiculous the, the presentation of this technology that's you know only five years away from when the movie was made, but it just it, no basis. I mean, it's dumb. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Continue, Steve. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I mean, you could. There's, I mean, there's video games. There's, you know, I mean, it just it, you. We could, we could do a whole series on this. I don't think we're going to, though. I would doubt it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've we've talked about virtually everything I can think of. <laughs> that wasn't bad enough for me to actually put in a real bad, sad trombone, <laughs> but it was bad enough for me to. <laughs> play it with my mouth so okay well virtual reality listeners what do we miss i know one that we missed hank right in i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure there's something about max headroom max headroom i'm sure there's there's something i just don't remember the episodes that actually go into virtual reality but hank right in let us know what do we miss Yes, nerd friends, send your suggestions for part two of virtual reality. Or or not. There may not be a part two. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's it then. Uh, Evan, we have a sponsor for this episode. Yes, this episode is sponsored by Reboot. Go watch it right now. (laughs) Uh, You have another one. Yeah. (laughs) That was was an untruth. Reboot is not sponsoring the show. They do not endorse us. Um, no, dogwings.us. They, they do endorse us and sponsor us, and uh, they are the uh, graphic design, cartoon, caricature, logo design company for all your those things needs. And uh, they designed our podcast cover art, and they would love to do the same for you, but not just for podcasts, for sports logos, or you, you know, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Now. I would say this is not a sponsored thing, but I believe you can watch Reboot, the entire series, 
online for free at shoutfactorytv.com. <gasps> and wow. the reason I know this is somehow it got on their mailing list because Shout Factory does um, Mr. Science Theater 3000 DVDs. And they've also done a couple movies that um, they did the DVD release of Ben and Willard. That was very, <laughs> right. very excited about that no one yeah. else in the whole world was excited about. But they <laughs> sent you me. And Willard. Yeah, they sent me an email uh, touting a 24-hour reboot marathon. Oh, that they were wonderful. streaming uh, the same week that it came out on Netflix. Mm. Now, they are not connected with Netflix with, with that. But I did look it up just now, and I don't know how many videos came up in the search results here, but there's a lot of them, and they all say, watch video. Cool. So, like, here's an episode called Crouching Binome Hidden Virus. Yes, that's a thing. That is a thing. Yeah. Guys, go watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. The other thing, this is the other cool thing. They have um, Supercar on here. Supercar. Um, I actually referenced that today. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah. We were watching, uh, what were we watching? I don't know. We were watching something, and the car was like weaving in and out. It was a Twilight Zone episode. The car was weaving in and out of uh, of, uh, of traffic, and I was like, Supercar. Well, they have um, some Jerry Anderson stuff on there, and they have some anime stuff. Guy King is on there. Starzinger. Um, and yes, reboot. Here it is. I'm clicking on it right now. Sure enough, season one, season two, season three, season four. Hot dog, guys. Free. Oh, go watch. Free. Watch it so we can talk about it. <laughs> right in. Private message me. We'll talk about it. So there's an episode called The Quick and the Fed, The Great Brain Robbery, Wizards, Warriors, and a Word from Our Sponsor. Is this all from season one? <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are all season one episode titles. <laughs> uh, season two is not coming up very quickly here. Maybe season two does not exist on this. You can also get oh, no, them all on iTunes for not free. Right. That's why. Okay, so we have Infected, <laughs> When Games Collide, Bad Bob, Nullzilla. Web World Wars, that's season two. Season three, to mend and defend between a raccoon and a hard place. Mm. The episode with no name, where no sprite has gone before. Return of the Crimson Binome. I've just got a giant smile on my face. And then... Go watch the show, Ben. What's Love Got to Do With It is a season four episode title. Yes. Oh, the last, the last episode of season four, episode eight of season four is Crouching Binome Hidden Virus. Virus. Life's a glitch. <laughs> That's just terrible. Guys, go watch the show, please. Please. And then we can all talk about it. Yes, Steve and Ben, watch the show, and then we'll do a whole reboot episode where we review the show. Here's the thing, though. Episode one or season spoilers. one. Spoilers. Season one is only episode uh, 13 episodes. Yeah. Season two is 10. So mm-hmm. we're at 23. Season three is 16. So we're at 39. And season four is eight. It's breezy. And once you get into it, you're going to love it. It's, oh, man. Does it look bad, though? It's cutting edge, the very first of its kind, even before Toy Story. And it gets better as you go. It sure does look like it. But it's got to get better as you go because can barely get worse. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> Thunderbirds are also on here. Awesome. All right. Uh, all that said, I think it's time for us to just be done with this episode. So final words, Evan. Watch reboot. Final words, Steve. Since he had so few, I'm going to have two final words. Ooh, let's um, one is it. one is is just a, a just a plain plug. I did an uh, episode. I helped the guys over at the Bible Dig podcast. Very good uh, podcast. Very yeah, very good podcast. It was a really fun one about uh, flood geology. So if you're interested in anything like that, you know, check it out. Uh, you can email me or however people communicate on the interlocking thing here. Um, so you know, check that out. Um, and my my final words, actual words, would be um, the, from Douglas Adams. I mean, who better? When he no said one being, better. Being virtually killed by virtual laser in virtual space is just as effective as the real thing because you are as dead as you think you are. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Douglas Adams. Mm, <laughs> there's an episode we should do. Yeah. I love him so much. He's just, yeah. He's, he's dead now. Yeah, but still, 
good. Virtually and, and really, yeah. And funny. All right. And I just have to say thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great night. Whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, is it real? Or is it Memorex? Or, or that. <laughs> and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Lethel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 3780. And once again, thanks for listening. I feel when someone punches me in the stomach. What are you talking about? <laughs>